It's a tale as old as time, a song as old as rhyme, the innocent girl and the stalker. Today's movies, Twilight versus Fifty Shades of Grey. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Movie Deja Vu, a podcast that answers the question, didn't I see this somewhere? From two movie aficionados. I'm the 150-year-old sparkly vampire stalker named John, and with me is my sweet and innocent sex slave, Shady. (laughs) Sorry. see that one coming. I was not prepared for that, and um, you know what? It feels right. (laughs) shady how are you i'm good how are you now get to the red room you know how (laughs) i like you so basically this is the showdown of the century what's love got to do with these movies (laughs) (laughs) i I love i i think i'm coming to terms with that i love for tina turner during this podcast so i mean (laughs) who doesn't love tina turner it's true. <laughs> and if you don't love her, don't tell me. I'll hunt you down. Yeah, um, that's yeah, that's an opinion you keep to yourself. <laughs> so let's talk about these movies, if you will, okay? <laughs> I'll try to hide my disdain for them as much as possible, but it won't happen because I hated these movies. Uh <laughs> Hot take. So Twilight came out in 2008 based off the book by Stephanie Meyer and the screenplay was written by Melissa Rosenberg, directed by Catherine Hardwick with a Rotten Tomatoes score of 49% splat rating and a Metacritic of 56 out of 100. So that 56 comes from 38 critic reviews, 18 were positive, 17 were mixed, three were negative. Sorry. Um, (laughs) Sure, we can go with that. Uh, According to IMDb, this movie is about Bella Swan moving to Forks and encounters Edward Cullen, a gorgeous boy with a secret. I wonder. And of course, the other one that we're talking about is Fifty Shades of Grey. Came out in 2015, based off the book by E.L. James, with a screenplay by Kelly Marcel, directed by Sam Taylor Johnson, no relation to Dakota Johnson, the lead in that movie, uh, with a Rotten Tomatoes score of 25% splat rating. Valid. And a Metacritic score of 46 out of 100. Mm-hmm. So, um, based off of 46 critical reviews, nine were positive, 29 were mixed, eight were negative. <laughs> I just love that the amount of reviews is the same as the score. Yeah, yeah, it, it, there's a nice symmetry there. It makes it, like, prettier to look at. <laughs> And according to IMDb, Fifty Shades of Grey is about how Anastasia Steele's life changes forever when she meets handsome yet tormented billionaire Christian Grey. I know we're not really into, like, the meat of it, but right off the bat, IMDb, like, (laughs) they're the goddamn (laughs) same. (laughs) Well, I mean, let's address the elephant in the room. Fifty Shades is straight-up Twilight fanfic. Uh Uh-huh. So, it is. And if you don't know that, surprise! 
Um, like it, it literally started life on an on, online forum where the characters' names were Bella and Edward, and it just changed Be- um, Edward from being a vampire to being into BDSM. Uh, with this, we're also going to try and only talk about these movies. We're going to try. I've only seen one other Twilight movie, and that was on accident. And <laughs> I have seen all of the Fifty Shades movies. You're welcome, world. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Uh, yeah, I have not seen any of the other Fifty Shades movies. Um, I've seen clips of them, but uh, I've seen all of the Twilight movies. This is going to go well. (laughs) (laughs) But like I said, we're going to try and talk about these two movies only. I think it worked with Star Wars, so hopefully it'll work with this much better. (laughs) (laughs) What are you waiting for? So, I mean, you you already have my first note. They're both, uh, and like I said during the introductions of both of these, they're both based off of books. Mm-hmm. Um, Twilight is the quote-unquote original idea, which, you know, I'm gonna, I- I'll talk about that a little later. Um, and then Fifty Shades of Grey is, was actually originally called Master of the Universe by Ice Queen Snow Dragon. All around 100 points for that fanfic author name right off the bat yeah and this was before game of thrones i believe like fandom (laughs) uh the plot girl has an awkward meet cute with boy boy stalks girl boy tells girl not to fall in love with him boy admits a secret they fall in love even though they shouldn't and it ends on a cliffhanger did i miss any like key factors plot wise i mean that is like stripped down what the plot is there are a lot more similarities beyond that Oh, of course. But I just wanted to start with the skeleton that we always do. And, and then the difference is, is that when the boy admits the secret, it's Edward's a glittery vampire versus Christian is into BDSM, which goes de- deeper and darker as the movies <laughs> go on. <laughs> uh, they both have a dual storyline slash subplot going on not only is it the romantic side where you know the the young female ingenue is just like oh i'm in love with this man you also have a vampire thriller in twilight because you gotta have bad vampires uh, i mean if you don't it doesn't make sense exactly (laughs) and then the other one is uh a murderer stalking his prey i mean Christian stalking his next victim. I mean, um, what? (laughs) (laughs) Right off the bat, like, both of these, Edward and Christian, are um, less than ideal romantic heroes. But, like, with Edward Cullen, there's at least the excuse that he is actually biologically a monster who is fighting his base urge. And then... With Christian Grey, it's like, no, no, that man's definitely taken another human's life just because he could afford to get away with it. <laughs> like, that guy vacations on an island with a bunch of other billionaires, and they hunt poor people for fun. That's the hunt, and yes, he is part of them. <laughs> That's the most dangerous game. Girl, did we fan another movie? Great. I mean... We'll add it to the list. <laughs> For you, the dear listener that's listening to this, I don't know how many people that is, but at least one. (laughs) 
hi mom uh <laughs> yeah there's also like the idea of a love triangle in these movies these movies right yeah yeah um so if you don't know twilight very well but you know it just through cultural osmosis you know there's a whole team edward team jacob thing and that's because later in the series, there's going to be a love triangle. But here, Jacob is just sort of introduced as Bella's childhood friend who maybe has a crush on her. No, he totally does. I mean, yeah. I feel like at the end when he tells her to break up with Edward, yes, he's doing it because of his father, but like, he secretly wants to bone her. Right. But it's not confirmed in this movie. It's not confirmed until the next one. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And then, you know, you've got Jose, our dear friend in Fifty Shades of Grey, who totes has a crush on Bella Swan. Nope, wrong person. And even goes so far as to try and hook up with her while she's white girl, wasted. It's not really a love triangle. It's more like, uh, hey, I've got a crush on you. And hey, this guy is going to stalk you. So parents and family are also a major similarity where Mm. the boys adopted surprise (laughs) like you have the adoptive uh vampire family is it stated that carlisle made all of them or that he found some of them and at least made edward um and it's confirmed in the movie it's confirmed that he made edward i don't think they confirm in this movie uh, what the deal with the rest of them was but he also made rosalie emmett and esme and then found alice and jasper gotcha uh another interesting wait 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 i lied because somebody will attack me for this uh rosalie made emmett ah sorry thank you because you know our twilight fan base is going to attack us Mm -hmm. um and another thing that I just found really interesting is that one parent in each movie is a doctor of some kind. Mm-hmm. You have Dr. Carlisle. I almost said gray. <laughs> <laughs> Dr. <Grolin>. Carlisle. <laughs> Grolin. And Dr. Grace Trevelyan gray. I don't know what the fuck that last name <laughs> um, I think that... That middle name there can only be explained by explaining that E.L. James is very British and doesn't know shit about America. Later's baby, <laughs> Dr. Grace and Carrick Gray also have all adoptive children. Adopted children, I should say. You got major life moments, too, that happen in each movie. Is it junior prom or a senior? They're juniors, right? Junior, yeah. Yeah, so they're going to junior prom, which apparently is a big deal. I don't really get it, but that's just me. I mean, it's a small town. I kind of get it. Small town, there's not a whole lot to do, so you probably get more excited about school dances. It's junior prom. It's a night that you'll remember for the rest of your life. No, you won't. (laughs) Spoiler alert, you totally won't. (laughs) Uh, And then you've got Anna graduating college so like that's also one of the differences is that at least the girl in these movies um one is still growing up and the other one is quote-unquote an adult (laughs) (laughs) 
I'm going to use that term loosely because she doesn't know shit about life. She is like an adult who has been raised in an attic away from society. And by Disney movies. Yes. She is. Now, granted, I know lots of naive adults, but she takes the cake. What's a butt plug? (laughs) (laughs) I do. I love Dakota Johnson's delivery on that line because it's such a bad line and she had to say it. But I'm so happy that she said it the way she did. I also have that romance slowly builds up in the first half of the film. And so does the slasher movie vibe in Fifty Shades of Grey. Yeah. (laughs) I just, I don't understand how one of these movies is literally about a monster and it's the less scary of the two. (laughs) Like, I'm so not worried for Bella the way I'm worried for Anna. Right, because, you know, you're like, oh, at least the Cullen family is protecting Bella from the, the trio of vampires and they kill one of them victoria is loose so woohoo cliffhanger (laughs) and then the third one is just like i'm out i can't do this anymore it was fun at the beginning but i'm not gonna stalk you anymore uh but christian straight up he get and he gets creepier as the series go on i know i said earlier we're gonna talk about these movies but i have to bring this up because it's like a major red flag Like, you know, this movie has, Fifty Shades of Grey has a bunch of red flags left and right that I don't know what she doesn't see. Like, do do I need to give her my glasses or something to be like, girl, (laughs) pay attention. These are red flags. Yeah. But in the second one, right? Yes. Christian has access to her bank account and she doesn't know how. Oh, no. Yeah, he's like, I'll put money in your account. She's like, how do you have my bank info? And he just laughs it off. Ah! And I'm like, girl. <laughs> girl, he's he's going to kill you. He's going to hide your body. And he's going to find somebody else that looks like you and say that it's you. Like, let's be oh, real God. Here. No, that is like straight up. That is right out of an abusive spouse's handbook to have total financial control over the person you're abusing yes i mean i know he's he's all about control and everything because you know red room of pain and all that but like (laughs) that's a little much yeah and like i just i i understand that she's supposed to be like so naive and innocent and like just going along with this whole new kinky sex culture that she didn't know about before but like the bdsm community is very big and as i as i understand it quite supportive she could have just gone online and joined a message board and then been told, hey, all of this stuff is not BDSM. It's just fucking abuse. Uh, that's one of my fun facts. Oh, <laughs> don't worry. I'll, no, no, don't worry about it. I'll, uh, I have more info on that. So we'll, okay. we'll, build, we'll build on that sentiment okay. later. We'll, get, we'll return to that. Put a pin in that, audience. We'll put a pin on that. <laughs> and Shady, put a pin in it. <laughs> yeah. Um. I mean, yeah, that's basically all I have for similarities. You've got a lot. That's the same. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> they, they're just they are the of, same. Yeah. Like a lot of character types that are the same. Even Kate is her roommate, right? The blonde yes. one. Um, yeah. I think she's supposed to be loosely sort of based off of both Rosalie, but also uh, Jessica from Twilight. Oh, and also they're both set in Washington State. Yeah, yeah, which. Uh, <laughs> Interesting. Neither of those authors are from Washington State. One of them is not from the same country. 
No, I mean, at, at least you have, oh crap, what's her name? Stephanie Meyer is Amer- an American. Yeah. So like if she's from a small town in America, it'll make sense that she kind of understands small town life. But like yeah. E.L. James is just like, Seattle. <laughs> <laughs> and like, uh, I think Stephanie Meyer is from Arizona, which is where Bella's supposed to be from originally. Isn't that where the school is at the end? Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. That She's like, hometown pride. <laughs> yeah. And um, she just basically said it in... Oh, wait. I guess this could go in special features. Never mind. No! <laughs> um, oh, yeah. You had Twilight. Ha! <laughs> Do you have any other... I know I just blasted through all my stuff. <laughs> we could go into their... I mean, there are other character types that recur. Um, Anna's parents are very similar to Bella's parents. They're divorced, and the mom's married to a baseball player or something. In um, Twilight, definitely. Fifty yeah. Shades, Ray was a sports person of some kind. I don't know Okay, wait, what. was that her dad or her stepdad? That's her first stepdad. Oh, cause... she has multiple stepdads. That's different, I guess. yeah. Yeah, that's a that's a major difference where like and it's explained more in the book, which I'm not proud of it, but I actually read the entire series. <laughs> it it took me over a year because I in part in the third book, I was just like, I can't finish you. You're so bad. <laughs> oh yeah, I have that as a similarity. Ha <laughs> ha Girls' parents are separated. Uh mom's on a road trip with her new partner and Bella and Charlie are from two different universes, basically. And that that's, like, another subplot, which is them figuring out how to talk to each other, even though Bella doesn't know how to talk, period. <laughs> um, yeah, it, it's sort of this, they're both incredibly socially awkward, and she gets it from him. Yeah. So it's and, a thing that actually should bring them closer together, but because of what it specifically is, it actually makes a wall between them which um i actually really like the scenes with her and charlie oh yeah they're awkward but it's like realistically awkward yeah it's very sweet like i i like their little sort of subplot of learning how to understand each other and they build off it so like you see the arc it's not always awkward it's like less awkward (laughs) after a while yeah Um, they, they they just need to break some ice and now, oh, I put the wrong state there. <laughs> <laughs> I put that uh, Anna's mom lives in Florida. And I was like, nope, that is that is totally wrong. She lives in Georgia, the ah. state above Florida. Right. <laughs> we go to Georgia. Remember Georgia where Christian, there's a temper tantrum because <laughs> Anna wants to go see her mom. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And because she didn't let him control, micromanage every moment of her life. Yeah. Surprise. I'm going to see my mom. So romantic. And then he shows up, red flag. And he's like, let me be romantic. No. I have the, in the in my differences section that like, well, you've said it multiple times already. Edward is a literal monster. Right. And Christian is a metaphor for a monster. <laughs> Which is, um, you know, he... The thing that makes him monstrous, so to speak, is a thing that lots of real people are into and they are not monsters. No, it's a kink. It's a yeah. kink. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's, it's a lifestyle. I'm not 
personally part of it, but you know, I mean, neither am I, but like, you know, I know people who are, and they're totally normal people. They're not monsters. And I know people who are controlling, but they're not that bad. Right. You know, that it's people understand boundaries for the most part. And if they don't, they end up in jail probably, or, you know, should end up in jail. Like, realistically. Like if one if their partner surprises them with like, hey, I'm going to see my mom. Sorry, I didn't talk about it with you, but spur of the moment, just graduated college. Maybe I want to go see my mom who didn't show up to my graduation. I don't know. Right. Also, like, are they really officially dating at this point? They've like just been. Are they officially been... dating ever? That's a you know what? Great question. I <laughs> I asked a I asked a bad question and you asked a better one. <laughs> um. You want to talk about sex for a second? Speaking of relationships, sure, let's do it. All right, I salt have not pepper. had any. <laughs> Neither has Bella or Edward. Yes. Um. So you actually told me this. I didn't really read it. That mm-hmm. the whole series. Would you say that the whole series is like a metaphor for abstinence? Yes. In a way. Yeah, that's like one of the big. Um. I don't want to say it's exactly a moral. It doesn't really outright say that it's good to wait until marriage but it's definitely a major theme uh, throughout the whole series it is like that's been credited as part of why it got so popular was because it was popular with very young teen girls who were still really kind of scared about sexuality so twilight specifically felt very safe for them and this is for like tween teens right yeah I not mean, like not like the seventeen year olds, but more so like the thirteen year olds. Yeah, I mean, it came out when I was in college, and I had classmates who read it and enjoyed it and everything. But like, they also took it as like this is just a silly thing. They weren't like, you know, diehard about it or anything. Like the rest of the fan base, and then you know when Fifty Shades of Grey came out, it's mom's turn to get horny. <laughs> Whereas Christian has sex with Anna to, quote, rectify the situation, end quote, because Anna is a virgin and yeah. it comes out as such when they're like, when she's about to sign the contract. Yeah, she signed the NDA and she's a, they're about to talk, talk about the contract and she's about to, about to sign it. And she admits to not having, to being a virgin. He's like, okay, let's fix this. (laughs) It's so romantic to hear somebody say that. Yeah, I really want to hear, let's rectify the situation right before the first time uh, someone enters me. That's like, (laughs) it's what I've been dreaming of ever since I got the birds and the bees talk. I'm like, yeah, that's how the first time is going to be. (laughs) oh it's so weird and gross and like like jamie dornan and dakota johnson um i think dakota johnson is a great actor or actress i don't know jamie dornan's other work but he's i don't think terrible but they have such terrible chemistry oh totally like i I don't for one minute believe these two people want to have sex with each other nope nope I mean, you can kind of see it on her, where she has that infatuation okay. with the idea of being in a relationship. I'm not sure if it's... Okay, I'm giving this movie way too much credit right now. Um, <laughs> I'm not sure if she's playing it that she wants to have relations with him specifically, 
or mm. if he represents the idea of having relations. You know what I mean? Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Like, and, she's not into him. She's into the idea of being with him. Yeah. And then, you know, you have Edward who jizzes his pants when he meets Bella for the first time. There is no other way to describe that moment. No, absolutely not. He clearly jizzes himself in biology class because he, quote, can't read her mind or whatever, whatever the quote was. Um, that, it's a that's combi- his, yeah, it's that's a his combination. side gift. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, I guess we should mention that in Twilight, the vampires each have a special unique ability and Edwards is that he can read minds, but he can't read Bella's. Whoa, mysterious. So I guess we could tie that in as a variation. They do sort of a variation on that in Fifty Shades of Grey, where part of why Christian Grey likes Anna is because she's not easily controlled. And, you know, she accidentally met him. It's not like it was planned a meeting or whatever. She was just taking over for her roommate who was sick and did an interview with him. And that's basically what the whole situation was. If Kate were actually did the interview there would be no story <laughs> there right. would be no there would be no 50 shades of gray let's be real here because <laughs> kate is a walking like sex machine so like <laughs> well also like she's blonde and doesn't he explicitly say he only likes dark-haired girls who remind him of his whore mother his crack whore mother yes which, again, I hope my wedding vows, whenever I get married, I hope my future <laughs> husband tells me I'm marrying you because you remind me of my crack whore mother. And I'm going to rectify the situation. <laughs> 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 oh, my, oh, my God. Um, you want to talk about conflict in these movies? Cause they what shoe- conflict? They shoehorned conflict in them. Well, okay. Twilight at least had a conflict in it it did because it doesn't show up in the book until well past the second third of it or so like it's deep in the book that you even realize that there are other vampires and they do try to build up to it in the movie so i appreciate that and then you know they have the audio erotic baseball game that's (laughs) audio like you know with the special effects and sounds and stuff. I mean, not the autoerotic where you jerk off while <laughs> joking yourself. Anyway, uh, this is going down a deep rabbit hole that right. I'm going to try and dig myself out of. But that There's, baseball game, greatest scene in the history of cinema. Sorry. It's great. Uh, I'm going to agree with you. <laughs> but like It's that, so goofy. It's like one of the few moments in the movie that I genuinely love because I'm like, be goofy. This is cool. Uh, rewatching that scene, I was just like, what am I smoking? And I need more of this because, oh God, it's so good. Okay, now I see why you need the thunder. That's gotta be a home run, right? Ed was very fast. And then that <laughs> introduces the villains. They're villains for the final act. They're not villains for the rest of the movie. And nor the series, right? Like, Victoria comes back every so often, but... Yeah, Victoria comes back in the third one, I think. But um, James is dead by the end of this one. Laurent is very easily killed off the next time he shows up. And then, like, the real villains of the whole series are a whole different set of vampires that we have not met yet. Are introduced in the fourth one, right? No, they're, they're introduced in the second um, but oh wait, again, didn't we see them at the end of this movie? No. No. 
I'm drunk. No, this one ends with Victoria like being like, I'm gonna saunter down this stairwell plotting Bella's death. And like, she kind That's of right. looks amazing. Yeah, where she's at the prom with them. So, surprise. How'd she, how'd she get in there? Who just let this strange woman into a junior prom? I don't know. Maybe it's her side ability to be like mind control. Ooh. Oh, okay. I'm a teenager. <laughs> okay, so I wrote down for Fifty Shades of Grey, the conflict is added at the end of the movie when Anna gets spanked six times with the belt, and that is apparently the worst of it. Yes. Do you agree that that's when conflict is finally introduced? Yes. Yes, that's the first time there's, like, actual friction. Everything else is, like, wacky misunderstanding. <laughs> What's up? butt plug <laughs> I, I love watching the honest trailers for this movie because the voice then just says it's a plug for your butt <laughs> <laughs> come on <laughs> oh god what a great line <laughs> shady we're good friends right we're friends we're, yeah. we have a good group of friends and everything like bella has a group of friends both human and the vampire clan you yes. know the collins um <laughs> anna really only has one friend <laughs> yeah and she kind of sucks you know what they suck to each other though so they are the friend that they each deserve Oh, yeah, because Kate abuses her. Right, she takes <laughs> advantage of her. God damn, Anastasia. She's just, like, getting abused everywhere. You know, your, mean, friend, your friend's a piece of shit. Your boyfriend is controlling. There is a, a universe out there where there is this story with the same premise and the same setup, but it's actually about breaking the cycle of abuse, and it's not a romance at all. Ooh, I'd love to hear it. Please tell me that you wrote it. <laughs> <laughs> we plowed through all my notes. Do you have any other things that you want to mention? The only other thing, uh, which just kind of ties into, I guess, some of the other points we talked about as far as like the characters being based off of Twilight characters, very obviously. But there is like this weird thing in both of these series where like every woman who is blonde-haired or red-haired is mean at best and outright evil at worst. And it's just like, it's such a weird thing because it's so persistent through both of these movies. The most likable blonde character, blonde female character at least, uh, in either of these is Kate. And like we said, she sucks. I mean, I personally like Rosalie. I was about to say Rosalie. But she is like supposed to be like the mean one of the Collins. But like, she ends up actually helping she could have just said, fuck this, I'm not doing anything. But, you know, she rubs up against a tree for Bella, wearing <laughs> I mean, her jacket and everything. She does, but, like, you're clearly supposed to like Alice. You're supposed to like, well, I don't think you're supposed to like any of the human friends either, even though they're great. Uh, Anna Kendrick, I love you. They're so cute. I love the human friends. Every scene with Bella and her human friends, I'm like, I would just watch a simple coming-of-age story about this group. No vampires. Yeah, and maybe you don't have to do a blue filter. Uh. <laughs> it was very, very on vogue in the time. Boy. Um. <laughs> We're so, like, blasé about this episode because, like, <laughs> come on, people. We know that they're the same. <laughs> right. It's, it's, this is the first one where we can fully say with confidence, no, it's 
confirmed one of them ripped off the other. I yeah. mean, I may not even ask that question during final thoughts, because whatever. <laughs> but before we get to final thoughts, let us do some special features. Special features! We each took a movie to do further research for some trivia, fun facts, in the hopes to nerd out and surprise each other. I think good luck, because... <laughs> uh, it's years after their the books have been out dec- yeah. a, de- a decade at least and these movies have been out for quite some time but if there's any fun facts uh we're going to try so shady <laughs> you are were in charge of twilight i begrudgingly took 50 shades of gray <laughs> and since twilight came out first shady give me blow my mind Okay, okay. Well, full disclosure, I have read all four of the books, and I read all four of the books before the movie came out. I did not like them. I just (laughs) kept reading them because everybody, the people who recommended them to me said that the series gets better, the series gets better. And I didn't believe them until the fourth book, which turns into like an all-out comedy halfway through, and it's amazing. I, I mean, I have to kind of say, like, I never liked this movie when it first came out and stuff. It's kind of grown on me since then. Because of the cheesiness? (laughs) Well, because of the cheesiness. And I I think, you know, it helps that Robert Pattinson and Kristen Stewart both did go on to have great careers and are two of my favorite actors now. So it's like fun to watch this movie that they both hated. Oh, yeah. And you can tell that they're like, we're just doing this for the money. And, you know, to the resume. Yeah. I mean, like, they are both allowed to just do weird indie shit for the rest of their lives because they've made so much money off of Twilight. And for that, I'm thankful. God, the four leads in these two movies just, like, hated their lives, it seems like. (laughs) (laughs) Segue into my first fun fact, which is about how much Robert Pattinson in particular fucking hated playing Edward Cullen. And he apparently only auditioned for the movie because he heard that Kristen Stewart was auditioning for it and he had a crush on her. So he showed up to the audition and like was like super stoked when it got far enough along in the process that they did a screen test together. But he hates these books. He hates these movies. Um, And he has given some just truly amazing interviews while on the press circuit for these where he does not mask it at all. He's straight up like, this sucks. And um And he's a vampire. Boo 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 pun 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 <laughs> And like he he points out all the time like how creepy Edward Cullen is and everything and how like that he's basically, you know, preying on this teenage girl, but he's also got all these weird hang ups because he's a one hundred year old virgin. Um and it plays really well into the character because he plays him like he hates himself. Wait, he's a virgin? <laughs> Edward Cullen is a virgin, yes. What? <laughs> well, and we want to talk a little bit more about um Oh my god. Abstinence message in these in this movie. Stephanie Meyer, the woman who wrote it, is a born and raised member of the Church of Latter-day Saints. She's oh, good. Super Mormon. And she claims that she didn't mean to like put any of that in her work. She wanted it to be completely separate, but Apparently, I don't know much about um, the Church of Latter-day Saints or anything, but apparently there are a lot of very strong comparisons to be made between the Twilight series and the Book of Mormon and like the story of Joseph Smith and things like that, including like one of the uh, more infamous uh, beliefs that Mormons 
some Mormons at least have, are, is that um, people with dark skin were given dark skin as a punishment, and that when they die, if they've lived a good life, they will turn white in death. Oh, no. So that was like something, there were concerns with casting in this movie because Stephanie Meyer wanted every single vampire to be white because she had it in her head and in her book that they're all white. And Oh, oh no. Yeah. <laughs> It, oh, no, yeah. no, no. There's some uh, real iffy stuff going on there. Um, oh, no, 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 But, like, for example, Catherine Hardwick um, really wanted to cast a Japanese actress to play Alice. Okay. And they just couldn't get anywhere with the, the back and forth between them. Like, they just weren't making any headway on that. Was there an, a name that she specifically wanted, or...? I haven't found a specific name. But so she wanted... I, she wanted a diverse cast and yes she wanted a diverse cast and the best she got was um a black guy to play one of the villains oh no 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 stephanie meyer what's wrong with you and if if you do read the books they are all described as white characters another thing about stephanie meyer she like i had alluded to earlier she lived as far as i can tell basically her entire life in arizona um and had never been to washington but when she came up the idea for this book which by the way was based on a dream she had she had an idea for the book and decided that it couldn't possibly be set in arizona because there's too much sunshine so she thought the most ideal place for it to take place would be somewhere like Washington State and she just looked at a list of town names there and the name Forks stood out to her so she said that's where my book takes place but this has a very good positive ending so the town of Forks Washington at around the time that this like whole fandom really took off was struggling through a very devastating economic depression and then suddenly overnight they became this tourist hotspot for all these fans of the books And they still go there to this day all the time. They have fandom conventions there and stuff like that. And they support all of the local businesses there. This fandom has really actually saved an entire town. So the depiction of it is kind of truthful? Yes. Yes. Uh, They did shoot a lot of it on location. Uh, Not all of it, but a lot of the exteriors. The high school is the Forks uh, Washington High School and everything. So it's kind of like... They've been able to build this little cottage industry around just being featured in Twilight. And there was uh, recently a documentary, a 25-minute documentary on YouTube from Fandom Entertainment called How Twilight Saved a Town. And it's really genuinely quite heartwarming. It's adorable. The people that, like, the the fandom apparently is very respectful to the locals, and the locals are respectful back to them. And they really got this, like, cute little thing going. So That's that's nice. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, that's nice. It's probably now in a resurgence since Midnight Sun just came out. So, mm. or is coming out. I don't know. Yeah, it's coming out. Um, it might be out by the time we post this. It's supposed to be coming out, I think, August 2020. This movie had a production budget of $37 million. And <laughs> it, it grossed $392.5 million worldwide. That's it? I thought it was going to be more. Well, I mean, for comparison, the sequel made $700 million. I still thought it made more. I mean, the series that is, uh, itself probably made over a billion dollars, right? Yeah. I mean, this was a monster hit. 
Hey, oh, puns. Ah, puns. <laughs> We're full of them today. Um, yeah, no, this was like a huge hit worldwide. Um, completely unexpected because the books were popular, but nobody thought that they were popular enough to really make the movies a blockbuster franchise. Mm. Um, I mean, I don't mean to downplay their profits, but I was just expecting more considering I knew of the monstrous hit that it that it is. Right. We'll consider that this is pre-MCU. This is pre-Star Wars sequels. That was a huge amount of money at the time that they were released. That's fair. And also, they weren't released in the summertime. They were released usually in fall or winter. Oh, that's gross and terrible. Hard <laughs> um, planning on their part. If they were released in like the summer or at least... Christmassy time, they could have gotten way more money, probably. Yeah, but this was Summit Entertainment. This is an indie studio. They're not. They're just looking to recoup their uh, what they've spent. They weren't. They weren't expecting it to be anywhere near as huge as it was. I'm giving Shady the stank eye because, like, <laughs> clearly they knew that the book was such a, a hit that there was probably going to be some sort of like. No, they really, they really didn't. Did you hear, did you know about the Twilight books before the movie came out? I cannot confirm nor deny that I knew the Twilight <laughs> books before the movie came out. Because so I, like, I don't really remember when they came out and what I was doing in life. Yeah, no, they, I only heard about them like a couple months before the movie came out. And it was, I mean, it was very popular YA fiction, but very popular YA fiction sometimes makes for a big flop of a movie yeah <laughs> that's true <laughs> i mean they were like they were just kind of hoping that this would make a profit they did not expect harry potter type numbers jennifer lawrence auditioned for the role of bella <laughs> i guess she would not have done hunger games um oh god that would have been so different yeah and then meyer's personal choice to play edward the studio didn't even uh, reach out to him because they thought he was too old. But guess who her first choice to play Edward was? Oh, I read this. It's some, something stupid like John Stamos or something. <laughs> that would have been better. Who is it? Henry Cavill. Yes. Who is Ooh. clearly in his 30s at that point. Right. It's just like a huge, ginormous man. Can you imagine him as a sparkling twink? <laughs> I mean, like I said, I think it's fantastic that Robert Pattinson did this so that he could do weird movies for the rest of his life. Okay, so I was in charge of looking up Fifty Shades of Grey. You know what? I'm going to take a hot minute to talk about the flaming dumpster that is known as the book. Mm. Um, So like I said, it was written by E.L. James under the name Ice Queen Snow Dragon as Twilight fan fiction. Uh, It was released episodically on a fan fiction website that E.L. James actually wrote on her Blackberry. And she's been quoted to say that in interviews. And in the book (laughs) i use that term loosely because i feel like a four-year-old could have done better writing (laughs) um you have characters that they i'm so happy they cut them but i feel like they should have included them because it would have made the movie hilarious uh anna has conversations with her inner goddess which i believe means her vagina (laughs) and her conscious uh, about situations that go on. Uh, at what? In one. Oh my god. 
they could have had like the little shoulder angel and devil but like the devil could have been like all like kinky and like wearing like a lace bodice oh no they don't they don't do that one of them is like a hippie and the other one is like very businesswoman Mm, okay never mind uh, I think the inner goddess is the hippie and she actually at one point dances on a pummel horse or something like that. <laughs> or she's doing tricks on a pummel horse. <laughs> it's just like, <laughs> what the fuck are you writing? She's a gymnast. <laughs> if you haven't read the, read excerpts from the book, I would say <laughs> look into it because, oh dear sweet Jesus, the stuff that she wrote, <laughs> I don't get it. I mean, uh, even in the movie, some of it feels like sex as written by somebody who has yet to have sex. Well, let's talk about the sex scenes. Ah. Those were filmed last. So you assume they they built this trust with one another and they do these very intimate scenes last. They were also a closed set for reasons, but um, still they don't have any chemistry at all no it feels so clinical that's like the thing is i don't even get from like if you like this movie because it's sexy i mean good for you i don't see what's sexy about it uh did you know that most of the toys in the red room were built by the prop department because retail toys didn't fit their color scheme so like (laughs) All the to- all the toys and tools, whatever you whatever the technical term is, they're real in real life, but like they had to redo all of them because they wanted a specific and it looks if I'm, if memory serves, it's all like black and dark brown. Yeah. So like they couldn't find that in any it, sex shops. I don't know. I don't know. I guess in sex shops it tends to be flesh colored stuff, right? Uh, sure. I don't know. <laughs> uh, Charlie Hunnam, who is from Sons of Anarchy, and the original Queerest Folk, it, the original one, uh, was originally cast as Christian, but had to drop out because of an insane schedule. So he would be filming Sons of Anarchy Monday through Friday, hop on a plane, would be working on Fifty Shades of Grey during the weekends. And then after Sons of Anarchy wrapped, he would be working on another project. And so he was so like, he actually wanted to do this film. He was very (laughs) looking forward to it. You know what? Good for him. And it would have also been a very different movie, I feel like. But Mm -hmm. he was like, you know what? My sanity is more important than the paycheck or the film. So fuck off, guys. I'm I'm doing this. Oh, that's kind of a shame because he's super hot. I would have happily watched all three of these awful movies. You know, I just realized something. Another similarity is that the guy is British. The actor is, the Mm. male actor is British. Yeah. Or not American, I should say, because I don't know where exactly in Ireland um what's his uh, name is from? Jamie, Jamie Dornan. Dornan is from. I mean, I'm not I'm not like one to be like Merca fuck yeah, but like no American actors? Come on guys. <laughs> I mean, I think there's probably a suaveness that they want to both, both of these characters that is not typically associated with American men. Uh, uh, which is stupid because the characters are still American. Uh, uh okay so i'm gonna take the pin out so we 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 started talking about the bdsm community um 
many people in the BDSM community consider this offensive because it has dangerous behavior and does not fully follow the idea of safe, sane, and consensual relationships. So clearly they're even just like, um, guys? (laughs) (laughs) I I said it it earlier, it's not, I'm not part of the community, but I even know that like a lot of the stuff they do doesn't sound right. Yeah, it's, it it borders on a lot of, um, well, I, I, all the most I know about the community is everybody emphasizes communication and there is no communication in Fifty Shades. The only thing that they do is they talk about the safe word, safe words. But I don't think it's ever used. No. Oh, wait. She, I think she says it when she gets smacked in the ass. Which, right. turns out, wasn't her butt. It was a butt stunt. double. A stunt butt. A stunt butt. Um, okay, so I know usually we only talk about these separately in this section, but I found another similarity mm-hmm. book-wise with both of them. Both authors rewrote their novels but from the male perspective mm. so we mentioned well, midnight I have a, sun a comment about that when you're done we mentioned midnight sun it was announced in 2008 leaked in 2011 and fully published this year in 2020 meanwhile there was gray in 2015 and darker in 2017 I don't know if they're going to do the, if she, if E.L. James is going to do the third one. Clearly <laughs> she got wind of that and was like, I can make more money doing this. <laughs> I wonder if he talks to his penis. Maybe oh. I should read those. Oh, I hope he has an inner goddess and I hope she's still an inner goddess. <laughs> um, no. It, so I read somewhere that, so the reason it's taken Stephanie Meyer so long to publish Midnight Sun is first it got leaked and that upset her and she didn't even want to work on the book anymore um, because it just sort of put her into like this like depressive cycle and she just wanted to like forget about it. And then right as she was getting around to, you know what, maybe I'll pick that up again. That's when E.L. James released Grey and she was mm-hmm. like, I'm trying to avoid these comparisons. She's been very gracious. She hasn't outright said anything. I do not think Stephanie Meyer likes that Fifty Shades exists. Oh God, would you? I would not, no. Like you worked so hard on this one thing that you put all your heart and soul into it, kind of. (laughs) (laughs) And somebody somebody else puts out fan fiction that becomes uber popular. Right, and it's also super sexualized, and that's a thing that's not aligned with your... I mean... (laughs) And to be fair, a lot of people were sexualizing Twilight before Fifty Shades happened. There were some interesting toys being sold. Oh boy, let's not go down that rabbit hole right now. (laughs) It will depress you. But uh, just know that a lot of them are sparkly and some of them you have to put in the freezer. Oh, no. <laughs> Cold vagina. Uh, <laughs> so let's dive into final thoughts, shall we? Let's uh, shall. Usually we ask five qu- the same five questions to wrap up the episode. Um, Shady, do you have any other movies that are like these two? Um, I don't have a movie. I have a TV series. Oh, okay. I mean, I think you will find similar themes, uh, probably better done, but similar themes in anything that's sort of a Beauty and the Beast tale. If you want a good version of either of these, watch Disney's Beauty and the Beast or 
the original, not the remake. Don't watch. Yeah, the, the animated the one. Yeah, I'm going to say Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Okay. Oh yeah, drop the <laughs> mic. Oh, well, oh, I'm gonna add another one. So. Another I feel like Twilight wouldn't be as popular if Buffy wasn't popular because Buffy first introduced, not like popularized in the late 90s, early 2000s, the idea of falling in love with a vampire and like using the same metaphor um, where he's a literal monster and after they have sex, he turns into a, a real monster. But I'm saying I'm putting I'm throwing that in the ring and I'm saying <laughs> it did it better. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, if we're doing TV shows, um, the CW's Vampire Diaries was also produced directly as a response to Twilight. Well, that but, was also a book, right? Yes, that's a book series that's older than Twilight and Buffy. Ooh, like that's from like the early '90s. Um, and also, I don't know if you just really like vampires, anything Anne Rice will probably dig. No, that's true. She Those does very, very sexy vampires. She does do banging vampires. Um, yeah. Did we like these movies? Uh, I know my answer. <laughs> my answer is that I rewatching it. I like Twilight a lot more than I remembered, um, and I like the direction in Fifty Shades. I don't like what's being directed. It's a bad story and a bad script, but uh, there's a nice little sleekness to the direction that I, I appreciate. Um, I did it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I totally hate watch these movies. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> would we watch them again? No, I would. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'd watch Twilight again. Oh yeah, you would. You would. I uh, would not watch Fifty Shades again. No, don't do it. Don't do it. It'll, <laughs> it'll just ruin your life. Um, would we recommend them? No. <laughs> I'm saying a hard no. <laughs> I say a hard no for Fifty Shades, and then for Twilight, it would depend on who I'm recommending it to. Fair. There is like a unfortunate lack of um, big blockbuster movies made for women, and for that alone, I appreciate that Twilight exists. You know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna backtrack and fix my answer to say to be the same as you. Like I would not. Don't watch Fifty Shades of Grey. Save yourself. <laughs> yeah, it's I, not good. I saw all the movies in theaters and I heckled them the whole time. And it was, <laughs> like, if, you're, if you want to do that, fine, do it. Make sure you're with a friend at least so you're not the creepy person watching it by yourself and making fun of it in the theater. Uh, Twilight, I'm clearly not the target audience, but mm. I would say... That 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 fan base that we mentioned, you know, the the tween teen girl. Yeah. And then, you know, final question. I know I said I wasn't gonna ask it, but I'm gonna do it just for <laughs> continuity's sake. Are they actually the same? I'm gonna yes. say yes, but uh -huh. it's a chicken and the egg scenario where you can't have one without the other. You can't yeah. have Fifty Shades <laughs> without Twilight. Right. No, it is. It is literally just a search and replace of key terms and then age it up for the audience, which actually kind of makes it worse in a way because at least Edward and Bella have like a stupid romance, but like that's what romance is when you're 16. I feel like it should have been aged up even more for moms, not necessarily a college graduate, but like mm. a 30 something year old. Because 30 somethings can still be hot. That's true. 
Yeah, no, I think there is a good version of this that's about like, you know. Or at least, you know, mid-20s. Like, I know he's supposed to be 27 or something like that. No, he's not. Yes, he is. No. She's 20, she's 21, 22. He's like 26, 27. Why? Uh, no. I mean, he's also He has not too much responsibility in his business for that. He's also not 100 years older than her, but still. Um, right. No, it's not the age difference. It's that he's so successful at that age. It just... Yep. Yep. Makes you, makes you want to hurt yourself a little bit, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. So we're done with this episode. Finally. <laughs> Shady, where can people reach you on the internets? You can reach me on Twitter at Cookie O'Shady. And I am at Movies John, and that's John with no H. Or you can just search me as John, again, no H, underscore watches underscore movies. If you really want to yell at us, feel free to do it there. Or show us some love or hatred on our, on the podcast socials you can email us at movie deja vu pod at gmail.com i don't have energy can you spell it out for them (laughs) (laughs) m-o-v-i-e-d-e-j-a-v-u-p-o-d at gmail.com uh we're on instagram at movie deja vu pod and we're on twatter at movie deja vu no pod because Because what? We want to fool you. (laughs) This is all an elaborate plan to just trick you into feeling foolish. If you have suggestions for us to torture ourselves with, not the sequels of these movies. (laughs) Please don't make me watch the sequels of these movies. I will will write back to you and ask you for your home address so (laughs) I can beat you up. But please feel free to write to us. Um, You know, send us a DM or whatever the kids are calling it these days. And next week, we're comparing A Nightmare on Elm Street 2, Freddy's Revenge, versus Hello, Mary Lou, Prom Night 2. Okay, that's it. Shady, I have one more question for you. Is it, what's a butt plug? What's a butt plug? (laughs) It's a plug for your butt.